Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. I'm here with Mark Immelman. This is Kyle Porter. Uh, Mark, we are breaking down the uh, <laughs> the new season's already here. It, we, we didn't even have an off season. Well, we had a very short off uh, off season. Um, I, I made the most of it. I must be honest with you. But yeah, it was. It, it's amazing because everyone was looking, or me, maybe I'm talking for everyone, was looking forward to this, you, you know, this off time and in, in the new season. And I certainly was looking forward to some time off. But then, during the time off, as I was recharging and the adrenaline sort of wore off a little bit after that frenetic run to the playoffs. I was like, okay, I'm ready for some golf now. And so, <laughs> so this week rolled around, and I was pretty excited, to be honest with you. Yeah, so we've got we've got Greenbrier this week, a military tribute at the Greenbrier, uh, which is the most difficult name to type out for a tournament uh, for us for us writers. But uh, that's okay. It, it's an it's an interesting event. It's a really cool course. I I, I think I want to go bigger picture first. I'm curious about what in the fall excites you what do you what do you look forward to in the fall because it's a very different feel uh it's a very different scene kind of a a different atmosphere so what about the the kind of the fall slate are you excited about well there's a few things first off i'm jacked to see these graduates from the corn ferry tour and and i'm looking forward to seeing more of the guys like marikawa and hovland and that sort of crowd playing there and and always the new faces you know as part of the broadcast crew you get to these events and and then you get told by the producer, you've got to go and find X. And you're like, okay, what does X look like? <laughs> through the through the, the media guide, and there's no picture of the player just yet. So you spend a lot of time looking at the names on golf bags in the driving range. And so yeah. you are getting to – I always look forward to getting to know the new players. But this year with this expanded schedule, uh, there are a few events I'm, uh, I'm excited for. Uh, that Zozo Championship in Japan, I'm looking yep. forward to seeing how that transpires tiger woods supposed to be playing i'm excited about that the week right thereafter there's the bermuda championship in bermuda at uh, port royal golf club and then at the end of the year I, I always love the rsm classic it's down the road for me i'm actually talking with you right now from columbus state university my my, my college coaching gig and and you know sea island's just down the road from us a few hours and so i'm excited about that but the biggie for me is the President's Cup, middle of December, down Royal yeah. Melbourne. So, so, so for me, it's the new players always. But the schedule is exciting, man, and it's all over. And it's Japan and Bermuda and Australia. So, it, it's becoming we we almost becoming like the European Tour in a way here in the fall. Yeah, it really is. And you know, I've got friends who don't work in this business that are like, wait, wait, when when's your off season again? Like, when does it take place? And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Christmas week, I guess. Um, quickly. quickly what, That's early in January. Yeah. What what new players in terms of some of these corn fairy guys? I mean, I, I think you got the obvious of, of 
uh, Victor Hovland, who we've talked about a lot, but who, who are some of the other young guys that, that you're maybe excited about seeing how they perform, not only at Greenbrier, but, but throughout the, the uh, events this fall? Well, there's always one I've been paying attention to, and is a young man, Christopher, Christopher Ventura. Um, yeah. You know, super superstar in the making, in my opinion. Beautiful golf swing. So I'm keen to see now how he goes. And then you 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 got a few guys there from that Corn Ferry Tour who who graduated back onto the PGA Tour. Uh, most notably for me, um, that they call him Zigzag, Jinjun Jang, um, and. He, he was on the PGA Tour a couple seasons ago, lost the card, went back to the Corn Ferry Tour, earned his card back. So I'm always keen to see those guys because we've seen this before where a player's been on the tour. It was the fast learning curve. They didn't assimilate everything, didn't play their best, and had an opportunity to go back to the Corn Ferry Tour, kind of reassess who they were, tighten up areas of the game that were required. And then a lot of them, they come back to the tour and then they come back with a newfound confidence, if you will. And so these guys typically play very well. So I'm looking to see, looking forward to see Zigzag over there. Um, Daniel Summerays is another one of those. He's coming back after having been on the PGA Tour. Heck, nearly won on the PGA Tour a few times. So a number of those guys. But the main one for me is Christopher Ventura. You know, obviously putting aside the Hovlands and that sort of crowd. Wasn't Summerays involved in that uh, 16 PGA at Baltusrol? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, he's look look, he's a superstar and I'm, as I'm looking farther down the list, um I first met Robbie Shelton who went to school, went to school up the road here from us a few hours away in Tuscaloosa and and he was the Cartmus kid and he yeah. came out like Hovland and got an invitation into what was then the FedEx St. Jude Classic uh, in Memphis and and I met him for the first time there, charming young guy. I actually called him some and I was like, "Whoa, this boy's got game." Next thing, this PGA Tour is a tough place, man, and and he doesn't earn enough to, like like Wolf and Morikawa and that sort of crowd, back to Q School, makes it onto the Corn Ferry Tour, earns his way back onto the PGA Tour now. So, you know, I'd overlooked him. I'm also keen to see how Robbie Shelton turns out because, man, he's got all sorts of all sorts of weapons in his cash. Yeah, we we've talked about this a lot, and I think that I think that guy I think. Two guys specifically that have kind of ruined it for us are Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas because they get out there and they start winning and they're winning majors and you're like, oh, this is just how it goes. And it's like, no, that's not how it goes. That's never how it goes. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it is so hard to win out there. And I think the fans at large, you probably encountered this more than me. They take stuff for granted, man. And and. I, I call it the Tiger Woods syndrome, but these youngsters, they've sort of perpetuated the thing some. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I think it makes us it makes us underappreciate what Wolf and Morikawa did and, 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 and also what Hovland did to, to you know, uh, obviously he didn't win, but just with the top tens and the way he played and everything. Um, so I, I kind of feel for them in, in that sense um, because what – they did was incredible but yeah I'm with you I, I think there's a I, I think Scotty Scheffler is up there for me you know he he uh, was the most consistent top player that was on the Corn Ferry Tour throughout the year and, and I think having that having that year on the Corn Ferry is you know we saw it's kind of the Sung JM from last year he was the top guy from the season before and then he had a really good PGA Tour season he played like every event but uh, he played a lot of them really well, and I, I think Scheffler has a chance to be a, 
you know, uh, like a top 100, top 75 guy in terms of the FedEx Cup this year on, on the PGA Tour? Well, he certainly does. I mean, he has got lots of game. He's proved that to us uh, on multiple occasions. And, and he earned his way. And, and, you know, when you've done that, in my opinion, and now I guess the coach in me is coming out, not the, the broadcast guy, but when you've sort of earned your way and you proved it to yourself because advancing through those that Corn Ferry Tour is not easy. You know, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a good tour. It's a great place to play, but you travel to some different spots. It's hard travel. It's not like the PGA Tour. The competition is stout, man. Week in and week out, the cut is like four, five, six under par, and so you got to go. So when that's galvanized you, I, I think it really puts – um, a little extra something into the tank. And so uh, I feel like Scheffler is primed to, to, to show up what he's really got in the world's biggest stage. Yeah, I, I'm excited about him. Doug Gim is another guy, Maverick McNeely. Uh, Sean Martin and I talked a, a lot about some of these guys uh, last week. We did kind of a Corn Ferry review and, and preview of the PGA Tour. Um, but, yeah, a lot of these guys are going to be playing Greenbrier this week, and, and we'll get back to them at the end. One, one thing that uh, it, it is happening this week, it's it's uh, Arnold Palmer's 90th birthday. Obviously, Palmer uh, passed away, uh, I guess, three years ago now, uh, which is crazy. But uh, I'm curious if you have any, um, I don't know, just kind of his impact on your life in golf and, and – uh, how, how he how what he did kind of changed the way that uh, you go about your business now well look uh, it's it's quite an emotional thing for me and i've got so many stories uh, the first one i want to share is you know way back in the day in south africa now I'm, I'm dating myself i'm about to be 49 and you know back when television was just happening in south africa we didn't get much television let alone sport on tv and so you know, I'll never forget one of the first events I saw was a tape-delayed, um, well then, Nestle Invitational, but it was the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill, and Gary Koch won, which is like way back in the day, okay? <laughs> and now as I look back to that, I remember Bay Hill, and I remember the music, and I remember Vince Scully, and I remember the interview with Arnold Palmer like it was yesterday. Now, lo and behold, fast forward a number of years, I'm in the United States. I've called the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, I called Rory McIlroy's win there for radio when I was still doing PGA Tour radio. Um, and now I'm working for CBS like you, and I'm working for the PGA Tour. And, and to look back to see that my first real brush with the PGA Tour was, was Bay Hill, was, was Arnold's event, was, was a big one. And then he had just recently, earlier this year in June, um, well, I was selected to be the, the captain and coach of the international team at the Arnold Palmer Cup matches. And I remember how emotional it was at the opening ceremony there where I took a little minute before the ceremony to, ceremony to sit on the balcony and just look over the Elotion Club, which is this majestic place in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, I was like, wow, it's because of Mr. Palmer that I'm here and wearing the Arnold Palmer logo um, was 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 sort of mind numbing for me, and I remember saying to his daughter, who was in the well, I was speaking to the group at the opening ceremonies, but I remember speaking to his daughter, saying, you know, it's because of Mr. Palmer that a guy like me is here. You know, I'm from the other side of the world, yet because of what he's done for golf and how he took it to the world, here's the international team lining up to play against the Americans in America at a course that. Arnold Palmer called up Warren Stevens and said to him, 
hey, we want to have this uh, event at your golf course. And Mr. Stevens said to me, he goes, you know, when Mr. Palmer calls, you just basically say yes. And <laughs> and it, it was it, it was a moving time for me. And then to be able to have the international team knock off the Americans over there was that, that was like the, the icing on the cake for me. So many, many ones. But those those two probably stand out the biggest. Yeah, I think there are two guys that I think about a lot in terms of just my job and and why it exists and why I'm doing this and and it's Palmer and and obviously Tiger. You know, I, I don't know that who, you know, it's a it's a great what if, but like, how does all this go if if those two guys don't exist? Is golf as mainstream as big uh, as it is? Are there as many jobs in golf without those two guys? Probably not. Maybe. Mm-hmm but probably not. And so I think there's, um, there's a great appreciation for, for guys like them that have, um, you know, just provided a lot of I, I, provided jobs is a weird way to say it, but just provided the industry in which we all have jobs. Like they've, ex, they expanded that a lot and that's a, that's a real thing. And, uh, I, I think there's certainly some gratitude to be had there. There's no doubt, man. Um, Arnold was the genesis of golf broadcast. Um, Tiger took it to another stratosphere. He made it almost global, if you will. Um, but, uh, you know, Gary Player, I'm thankful to say, is a mentor of mine. And there was the big three back in the day, you know, Arnold, Jack, and Gary. And, and, and Gary speaks so fondly of Mr. Palmer with such admiration and respect. And, and this is a competitor of his, a fellow Hall of Famer. And, and whenever Gary talks about Arnold, He's, he mists over. I mean, he, he speaks about the guy as if he almost, you know, was transcendent, almost like a Woods. And so when Gary Player, who I admire highly, speaks of Arnold Palmer in that man- manner, I mean, that, that, that says enough in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we are going to get to a couple more things, including our picks for a military tribute at the Greenbrier right after the break. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Okay, Mark, uh, I, I know you don't like doing this, but I want to uh, I want to look ahead. To, so I want to look ahead to the end of the year, and I'm going to use the Ryder Cup as a little bit of a hook for this. Um, to, to kind of talk about what we expect from some of these guys this season. And, and some of these players are, if, if it ended today, they would be on the Ryder Cup team. I know we have the President's Cup, and we're going to talk about that at length later this fall. But I'm looking forward to the, the end of kind of the 2019-20 season, which is when all the Ryder Cup stuff happens. So uh, we're kind of talking about the season, but I'm using the Ryder Cup as a hook. So I'm going to give you some names, and I want you to tell me whether or not you think this guy will be on uh, the respective Ryder Cup team at the end of the year. Okay, shoot. Okay, Victor Hoblin. Wow. <laughs> um, you, you've, 
it's going to be a big ask for Victor because he's got to split some time. He's got to do the requisite number of events on the European Tour. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll get invitations. Has he got the game? Absolutely. Uh, the one thing that the European team does, they're not afraid to put youngsters in. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm certain if he doesn't qualify, I, I'm certain he will get a pick so he can play underneath the Polters and the Garcias and that sort of crowd maybe one more time just to sort of get the sense for what it all happened, what, what it's like inside of the team room. So I'm sure the captain and, and the captain's staff will consider Hovland if he doesn't qualify. I'm going to say no. I think the idea of it is good. I think he's... I think he will be on many Ryder Cup teams, but I think you're going to see one, and kind of like you referenced, like one final uh, kind of the Poulter, Sergio. I don't know. Maybe they get maybe maybe it's two more for those guys, but this, the Poulter, Sergio, Stinson, that crew, um, I, I think it could come down to like picks between those guys and somebody like Hovland, and it's going to be hard to go with Hovland. Um, let's go. How about this one? Jordan Spieth. Yikes. Am I going to make a lot of enemies if I say no? Um, and and the, the pure reason for that is he's he's playing a lot of defense right now, and at least he has some off time now to go and iron out the wrinkles in the golf swing. Because when you're undecided about the golf swing, it, it filters through everywhere. And he put a bunch of pressure on his putter this year, but the putter came up trumps. And even though he had what was a record-breaking year on the greens – he didn't make it to the final 30. Then you couple that with just the pure depth of the United States team right now. It's going to be a stretch. Um, is he capable? Sure. But, I mean, it's a long. That's going to be a long and tough road for Spieth to hoe. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm going to say yes. I think he finds – and I, I think he's – well, two things. I think he's special, and I think special guys figure it out. And also I think that – I mean, he's kind of been dubbed by by Phil and Tiger and some of these guys as like the next uh, sort of leader, like in that room. And I think that I think they, <laughs> I think that team will look for reasons to to get him in there. And uh, I think he'll provide them with enough. But I, I, I mean, to your point, like it's very easy to see him not being on it. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go, Tiger. What about Tiger? <laughs> I'm keen to see if he plays the end of this year in the Presidents Cup. Um, uh, you know, it's such a tough one for me, that one. I, I never want to discount Woods because he's the guy who's got the habit of making guys like us, you know, sit with eggs on our face. So, or egg on our faces. So I'm going to say probably, um, but that remains to be seen. I, I, I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning towards Tiger doing it. I'm going to say no. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to have a, a very good, great 2020 i don't know if he had a great i mean he did have a great 2019 because he won the masters but if you look at the other tournaments and and some of the stats it's like he was he was fine you know but it it gets it kind of gets swept under the rug because because he won the masters so i i think you i think a little of that fades away by the time we get to the end of next season and i think he is not on the 2020 team i think uh, i think woods obviously we all sort of know that the the countdown is on, you know, because he's he's aging as all of us are, and I just feel like 
he's had one full year under the belt now with the emotion of winning the Masters. And, and the majors are extra points. We all know that. I feel like he comes out next year well-rested, well-prepared, schedule figured out, and it's just a day-to-day -day deal managing the body. So I, I, I get the sense that with a limited schedule, he's going he's gonna to be playing um, for, what it, for, for everything that it's worth. Yeah. Uh, okay, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, yes, he, he's he's one of uh, I wouldn't say triumvirate. It's certainly five of them, in my opinion, who are going to be a fixture on these teams for a long while. It's him, and it's Dustin Johnson, and it's Brooks Kepka, and it's Justin Thomas, and Ricky Fowler, and those sorts of guys. And so, uh, I, I feel like DeChambeau will be a part of the lineup. How about this? I'm going to say no. Whoa! Yeah, are you fixing to get some Twitter blowback? <laughs> he's a uh, he's currently a top ten player in the world. You know, he he had an okay 19. It just, I don't know, like he didn't win on the PGA Tour. He he finished uh, behind Jason Kokrak and strokes gained. Like it was, it wasn't. I don't know. Like he's a huge name and he's always in the news. I just don't know if he was that good in 2019. And so I think it'll be. I think I think his 2020 will be really interesting. I I don't I don't quite know what to make of him yet. I think he's a good player he hasn't done much in major championships and so i i think that he is and I, I mean you look at the last Ryder cup team that he was on he he wasn't great i mean him and phil had that awful uh, kind of pairing together so i i don't know i think he's going to be more on the fence and, and i'll say no wow okay <laughs> let's go let's go uh let's go sergio hey do you realize that i think you and i have disagreed on every pick so far i know it's great i love it stuff right <laughs> radio gold uh, garcia yes he, he plays uh, I, th there's something about sergio in the Ryder cup um you know he's gotten invitations before remember the one time he had basically i don't know what the word was but given up the game and he was brought in as an assistant to the captain and and that sort of reignited the flame within and he came back and won a major championship after that you know he's he's had his ups and downs with the game but you mentioned Ryder Cup to Garcia, and he's like Sevi and Jose Maria and Poulter and Wisnum and Faldo and Monty and all these guys. They turn into superheroes. So, yeah, he's, he's playing in the next one. And it, it may be one of the final ones because you'll start sort of moving towards a future captain. Yeah, I agree. I think the European tour or the, excuse me, the European team, I just think they can't quit him. And, and deservedly so. I mean, he was... He was uh, really good in, in Paris, and, and it came kind of on the back end of a not great stretch for him, but he, he, played, he played really well. I, I can't remember his record. It was I think it was either even or, or maybe a little bit on the winning side. And uh, he, he's just – you can't he, – he's like – he's kind of like Phil has been over the last few years of like, ah, I don't know, but you just can't not pick him. And uh, so, yeah, I think he's on the team. Speaking of, let's go Phil Mickelson. Well, I want to make one more point about, you know, Garcia. And this maybe, you know, pertains to the Woods and DeChambeau and Spieth thing. He's just so parable. And, and, and you know, I've been a captain of a team now in this Palmer Cup thing. You look at individuals who can pair off well in alternate shot. And individuals who, who are good partners in, in, in the locker room. And, and they sort of lift the mood of the place. That's Garcia, man. And, and so... Yeah. Like because of that, he, he's a definite. Now to Phil, he's fantastic in the locker room. We all know that he pairs off well, but 
you know, he's in, <laughs> he's become a Twitter legend. And I also got to see Phil without a shirt on for the first time in a long while. And he looks like he's in good physical shape. <laughs> and they're enjoying a Chardonnay's red wine somewhere. But he's 49, you know, and let me tell you, he's about to be 49-year-old. Your body just isn't the same. I don't care how much you're doing. And, and you know, everyone's lauding Tom Brady for how much he's done. And he's, uh, what, 42 or 3, I think. So... Uh, I, I think uh, I, I hate to say Phil played his last one, but 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 I think uh, I think there's no more Ryder Cups in his future. Yeah, it it's it's not a great one to go out on. He uh, he hit the last uh, meaningful. Sh- I mean, he he hit the shot that ended the Ryder Cup essentially when he lost to to Francesco Molinari on I think it was the 16th hole. Downhill three and he hit a seven iron straight into the middle of the lake. Yep. Yeah, it was it was the most apropos. Uh, way for that Ryder Cup to end, I think. Um, by the way, Phil is currently number 24 in the Ryder Cup. That, again, this is a year over a year away. He's number 24 in the Ryder Cup rankings. Bryson DeChambeau, number 23. Oh, look at you with the information. Well, look, that's apt to change. Bryson's playing this week, uh, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised at all because he's been his off season wasn't really off. Uh, we all know he's been working hard, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if he plays well this week. Yep, it'll change a lot over the next year. Last one I got for you, Eddie Pepperell on the European side. <laughs> Just for sheer entertainment value, I want to see him on the team. I know. Um, he's, we plays expressly in Europe apart from the Odd World Golf Championships event and the majors that he plays and had an awesome players' championship last uh, earlier this year, I should say. And, and he plays well in Europe and plays well on all sorts of golf courses. So I have a feeling he's going to just force his way onto the team um, and be one of the automatic qualifiers just because of the state of his game. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I think it'll be interesting with guys like him and Terrell Hatton and uh, you know Matthew Fitzpatrick, some different guys like that who play uh, the European Tour a ton. If they can kind of you know, it, it's just it's weird how the points work and and all that you, to where you can maybe you, your name is not. Like you don't get talked about a ton because you're not playing a ton on the PGA Tour, but you're you're still racking up all these points. And we might look up in July and be like, "Oh, Eddie Pepperell is kind of a lot to be on the European uh, team." I, I think what's interesting about the American side, um, there's it, well, both sides. There's so many guys. We start talking about Phil, and it's like, well, okay, are you taking Gary Woodland out? Are you taking Xander out? Are you taking Webb Simpson? I mean, there's just so many different guys that are playing really good golf and uh yeah i'm uh well that's why and and add to the 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 phil thing that's why you with respect to spieth who's still young uh, and woods uh, woods is a different you you can't really compare him because he's he he just exists at another sphere in my mind you know just the the presence of the man but it's because of those i mean i didn't even talk about xander shoffley he is going to be a fixture for the next long while yeah so because of these, the strength of the American side just makes it so hard. And earning, if you make your way on that team, you are stout. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll talk plenty more about the Ryder Cup over the next year, plenty more about the President's Cup this fall. I, I know that uh, you're excited about that. I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be – I think the captain's picks for that are, are going to be pretty fascinating and, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, but first – before we get to our uh, Greenbrier picks for this weekend, it's time for the perfect finish presented by Amstel Light. Uh, Mark, my my perfect finish 
for this weekend. We've talked about it a little bit. I, I think seeing one of these Corn Ferry graduates uh, kind of ride that wave, ride that momentum into uh, the Greenbrier and get a win uh, would be pretty cool. I, I don't, I don't know that I care who it is, whether it's you know Scheffler or or, or one of the older guys that that's kind of been grinding for a while, like Chris Baker somebody like that. Um, I just think that'd be a, a cool thing. And, you know, I was reading a, a stat today that the PGA tour put out uh, of how in the fall, 70% of guys who win in the 75% of guys who win in the fall, make it all the way to the tour championship at the end of uh, huh. the season. And so there, there's such an opportunity for so many of these guys to where your Rory's and your Kepkas and your DJs aren't playing. They can, they can sneak in, get a win at Greenbrier, get a win at the Safeway open and ride that all the way to the end of the season. We saw uh, Patton Kazire do that a couple years ago. Um, so I don't know that that would be my perfect finish uh, to the to the end of Greenbrier this week. Yeah, that uh, I love that. You know, make an early statement. We've seen it happen a few times already. Um, for me, I've you know me, I've always kind of got two. Uh, what I thought of initially was Sung J M finally winning, and he's going to win at Greenbrier, and then just take about eight weeks off because he's slated to play six of. <laughs> So I just wanted to see that for giggles and see if he would take time off. But for me, the real one, and this is the romantic in me, so humor me for just a few minutes. Um, there's a guy in the field called Carl Westmoreland, who is originally was in the Air Force. I believe I, get, I, I don't have the rank, so he, I don't know what his rank was in the Air Force. He's a Monday qualifier this week. All right. So now this year. The new rule is the new cut in the PGA Tour after 36 holes is 65 and ties. So Kyle makes the cut on the number. All right. So he's playing the weekend golf as a Monday qualifier. Has a decent Saturday. And on Sunday comes out, a la Stuart Appleby, shoots a final round 59 mm. and the military tribute at the Greenbrier. You dig it? That's, uh, that's pretty romantic. <laughs> I'm a pretty romantic guy. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's got to, I mean, you've got to have a military guy win the military tribute. Like Bubba Watson, for argument's sake. I mean, his dad was in the military, and I'm sure there are many players in this field that have a connection to the military somehow. And, and what a great way to honor our nation's heroes. What about uh, maybe they should start, get, like, maybe Billy Hurley should start at 10 under, like guys did at the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like guys did at the trip. Maybe, maybe he should start at 10 under for being, I mean, seriously. That's a, you know what? That, that we need to pitch that to the tour. Say all <laughs> who have served, start the military tributes at three under. Yeah. The uh, official world golf rankings, people would just lose their minds, but uh, might be a cool idea for the future. Okay. That's been the perfect finish brought to you by Amstel light at the end of any round. You know what the perfect finish is. It's in a nice bottle of Amstel light. Okay, Mark, uh, give me your picks for this weekend. Who, who you got winning, top 10, sleeper, whatever you got. Uh, who I got winning, Keegan Bradley. Uh, I feel like it's his time, and the golf course really fits the way he plays. Um, the old white is just a beauty. Uh, CB McDonald um, holes are right out in front of you. The fairways are whitish, but you've got to drive the ball well, and that's right up his alley. And, and Keegan's been playing with a lot of confidence. So I feel like watch out for Keegan. Uh, I, I would certainly consider Mark Leishman as a contender. He's in the field. And then a sleeper. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of open up a can of worms here because this one with the Corn Ferry Finals drew a lot of ire from a lot of people from all ports of the globe where Tom Lewis came into Corn Ferry Finals, got an, uh, 
earned his way in there, I guess, because of whatever the, the ranking was. But he comes off the European tour, wins the final event, the, the final um, championship on the Corn Ferry Finals, earns his PGA Tour card. Now, this guy is good. I mean, he's really good. And, and so I would say keep an eye on Tom Lewis because he's going to sneak up there really fast. So he's my sleeper. Yeah, I like that. that that's a good one. I, I've got uh, I got Bob Streb, Robert Streb winning this. He's finished uh, top two in two of the last three Greenbriars, uh, and he finished T11 in the other one. So he's been awesome at that course over the last few years. Uh, Hovland is my top 10. He's just I, – I, I think he might be the best player in the field. It's either him or Bryson, and I think he's playing a little bit better than Bryson is right now. And then my sleeper, a guy I can't quit, a guy that I will never quit, uh, Brandon Hagee. He's a hundred to one to win. Um, I don't know if the course sets up that well for him. It, it is a course where you have to be pretty good off the tee. Uh, if you look at the strokes gain, it, the, the average winner here has been better off the tee than at the average PGA tour, uh, course. Uh, so the, the strokes gain off the tee thing matters. I think he learned a lot from his first go around on the PGA tour, uh, got his card back via, the corn ferry. And, uh, I'm excited about seeing him tee it up for the first event of, of the 2019, 20 season. Hey, you'll draw no, no comments from me over there. I mean, Hovland, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it's part of the story. I mean, just the way he plays and the confidence he's got going on. Absolutely. But you know, he's have to bring game to knock off guys like DeChambeau and Keegan and Leishman and those sorts of guys. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Mark, good stuff, man. We will, uh, we will reconvene, uh, I guess not until next week. So uh, enjoy your week. Enjoy the the beginning of a 49-event PGA Tour slate, and we will talk again soon. Yes, but before I let you go, uh, oh, gosh. folks listening to this, Kyle is a new father, so uh, congratulations, my friend. Um, go and get as much rest as you can because it's going to be a long season ahead. Thank you. A new father for the fourth time. I'm on the uh, – I'm on the Euro I think I'm more on the European tour beat right now with, with my, my kids keeping me up at night. So <laughs> I'm going to be I'm, <laughs> Solheim cup. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to be watching all the golf. It'll be, it'll be a fun week. Radio. Well, I might be tweeting you in the middle of the night. You'll <laughs> look after yourself. Talk to you later, Mark. Bye then.